The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Daily Intermission fans, it's season two, episode 68 of the, Se- of the Daily Intermission podcast. Uh, we are not in studio. Episode we are not Yammer at Yager. Yammer Yager. Man, that's a, that's a great name, Nate. I, I mean, he, should, he deserves a little bit more love than he gets. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Absolute stud. Oh, man. Absolute legend of the game. Would you, would you put him in like the top 20 of NHL players of all time? Oh, man. I think I'm almost put him in top five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, oh. he's like second all time in. What is he? Second all time points. points? Yeah, I think. I think he's close or third. Yeah, I, I mean. Anyway, he's had such a fact checking. We're in the pregame show here, um, but uh, I will mention that the pregame show is brought to you by Manscaped. And yada yada yada, you've heard the drill. Get over to Manscaped.com and use the code TDI for twenty percent off free shipping. It's the best tools for your family jewels. It's the best best men's grooming kit. Best bang for your buck worldwide. So make sure you go check out manscaped.com. And Nate has confirmed that Yarmar Yager is second in NHL points all time. I mean, mind you, he's played a boatload of games. But then again, so did Messier and Howe. Man, played 1,700 games. I feel as if he doesn't get enough love. And I think it's due to the fact that he was an absolute suitcase for the last five yeah. years of his career. Yeah, he was an absolute horse for the bit. You know who I'm now looking <clears throat> at here that probably doesn't get enough love? Who? Ron Francis. He's fifth all time. Yes. And Marcel Dion sixth. And then after that is Iserman and Lemieux. Yeah. Ronnie Francis gets no love. No, man. In the top 10, 20 players of all time. Guy's got almost 1,800 points. That's... I had no idea. Neither did I. Holy hell, Ronnie. So hopefully Ronnie gets the old Seattle Kraken going. Yeah. Seattle because what an absolute legend. But Nate, we're going to start things off in the pregame show here. We got quarter one MLB, quarter two NFL. We got the halftime show. Are you bullish or bearish? And we'll give each other some some headlines, some takes. Uh, we'll finish things off in quarter three and quarter four with a little bit of hockey, a little bit of basketball updates. But start, starting things off in the pregame show here, Nate. Serena Williams has provided some serious electricity in New York for the U.S. Open. I mean, she's announced that she's going to be retired. This is going to be her last U.S. Open. Last night, I'm watching tennis, and I was absolutely captivated. we got Tiger Woods in her box sitting with Venus. Fist pumping. Oh, my goodness. Looking like an absolute legend. And yep. she takes down the number two play, uh, ranked player in the world. And it looks like Serena is back in some sort of a form that she might be able to win with. And can you imagine the I, story? I know. I was just thinking. Imagine walking out on a win. Going out on a win. It's unbelievable. And, man, her serve is so good. It, like, that is such a weapon There's of hers. Some power. Oh, my There's goodness. power there. There's and no kidding. the placement, too. Like, Anyway, it's it's uh, it's been a tremendous to watch Serena, and uh, they did a little send off for her at the end of her first match. She won six three six three, and it was incredible, man. I mean, the the amount of impact that Serena's had across all of sports, not alone, not just female sports, but she's definitely the greatest female athlete of all time. Yeah, she's got to be in the talks of greatest athlete of all time as well, just due to the dominance she's had in women's tennis. But man, Serena Williams is, she's must watch TV 
in these next few weeks at the U.S. Open. So make sure you're tuned in to Serena Williams because this is going to be maybe the last time we see her in a major. Yeah, for sure. And just to go as well, I remember we did a TikTok video. I think it was a trivia one I gave you. Yeah. And it was her career singles winning percentage. It's like 84%. She's got 856 singles wins. It's outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous. And uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, Nate, with Will Smith and kind of yeah. telling the Venus. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Um, but, it's going to uh, get some serious uh, extra views now. Definitely. Definitely. But uh, Serena, congrats on the win. And uh, we're looking forward to your round three match. Just staying in the women's tennis scene. Layla Fernandez, the 14th ranked player in the tournament, goes out in the second round. But... Bianca, little Canadian content for us, is on to the third round with a straight sets win. So good job, Bianca. It looks like she's finding some form again. And she's such a young player. And we talk about uh, how she might have the old Jeannie Bouchard, you know, kind of that quick spotlight and then fade off into nothing. But I don't think that's the case with Bianca. Well, she's already third round. Yes. When does... Jeannie does... She's not even in the circuit anymore, I don't think. I saw her in an advertisement with her the other day, and it's like, it's tough being a tennis star and, like, all this stuff. I was like, tennis star? Yeah, you're not even a tennis star. Yeah, when? Um, Nate, in the UFC scene, continuing on the pregame show, we've got Cyril Gain and our guy who does the shoeies, the Australian heavyweight, Tia Tuavasa. Mm-hmm. Um, as everyone will recall him grabbing a happy dad in one of his wins and just absolutely chugging the wheels off. He does like three or four. He goes, he goes into his press game with a nice buzz on. Oh my God. Um, so that's going to be an electric heavyweight fight this week for the UFC. Um, Nate, the live tour has grabbed some serious names. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Joachim Neiman, Cameron Tringali, Araban Rahiri. So they've got some, and Harold Varner III. I mean, they've grabbed some stars now and uh, from the PGA Tour. Uh, they'll be playing this week in Boston, um, but uh, they're getting ripped apart by PGA Tour legends. And I mean, I just, until they get the format to a 17, a 72 hole event with a winner. I don't know if it's going to be captivating, but it's uh, it's interesting, man. They are certainly, the money is too attractive for some of these PGA players to reject. Yeah. Even you look at Cam Smith, when he make $27 million this year? Yeah. And he's still like, well, you know what? Another 100 plus wouldn't hurt. Which I find so surprising for Cam Smith because this was really his breakout season. Oh, and yeah. you know what? This guy's got so much talent that he'll, like... He could have some gigantic seasons on the PGA Tour, and obviously, I think it's the schedule, the schedule, the reduction of the schedule. That's what they're all. Well, he said know. he can spend like three months in Australia or something. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's you know that's reasonable. But you know what? I bet a lot of them have in their head too that like this thing's not gonna last for sure. So let's go eat it up while we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whatever happens happens afterwards. Definitely. Um, so we'll see what happens there on the live tour and uh, neat college football today. Uh, yesterday for the listeners is the first kind of kickoff for college football. It is live. So go to <laughs> our chalkboard. I know uh, I requested a juicy parlay for today's games from the chalkboard app. So if you're not in the chalkboard app and you're a sports gambler or a sports fan, it is the number one sports group chat. I think I've ever been in. I mean, if you want to talk about something, at everyone and bring in a hot take and people will chime yeah. in almost oh, instantly. Sure. And like we said before, we've got everything. we got horse racing experts. we yep. got MLB chatter, NHL, golf, every, every single thing you could think of. we got it in there. So Absolutely. get in there and join up. No, it's uh, it's really exciting. But that's going to conclude the pregame show. We're going to move into the MLB, Nate, because there's lots of news out of the MLB and we're starting to heat up. But the minor league baseball players are looking for unionization and the MLBPA is looking to help them out. So there's this good this could be this could have some major implications on the minor league system. Um I was reading Nate that A 
baseball players get paid about $400 a week, double A about $500 a week, triple A about 650 to $700 a week. So this is that's obnoxious yeah. to be playing professional sports. Did you say that did you say that's triple A? Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. That's just not good enough. No, it's not. So I think that what will happen here is if they unionize, there's going to be much less. They'll have to fold some of the leagues. There won't be that many prospects playing at once because you're going to need to feed them a livable wage. Um, but I guess this has been a huge issue in baseball for a long time, and, and it's at the headline. It's at the uh, forefront of a lot of the headlines in the MLB right now that they're looking to get the minor leagues unionized and, and give them a little bit more uh, power. Yeah, well, I mean, if they did end up folding a league, I mean, like, a, I know, you know, like who you'd never hear a story like you hear. I remember hearing the, the odd one where it's like, yeah, he was playing double A in the fall, and you're like, holy smokes, yeah, like yeah, how yeah. is how is he even, yeah, you know? but, but single A, a? yeah, it's like that's yeah, I think that's actually, some holding on and like keeping the umbilical cord going because yes. like that's time to cut it probably. Absolutely, um, Nate Angel Hernandez. It has been announced that he will be gassed from his World Series umping gig. This guy. Needs to be fired, I think, from MLB baseball. The amount of hate he gets. He's the number one ump who misses calls, and he's the most hated ump world uh, league-wide in the MLB, especially for fans. I mean, we even think in our community, people rip Angel Hernandez like an abs- Like he, he gets ripped apart every week. Well, it's just... It's just well-known knowledge now, yeah. you know, that it's like, okay, this guy's terrible. Oh, man. And, uh, I mean, it's probably deserved that he's not doing the World Series, but I'm. do you think they're, like, kind of looking for a way to, like, kind of, like, just slowly, like, quiet fire him? Uh, yes. I mean, I would think. I mean, if, if the it's MLB... probably tough, though. If the MLB ends up going to automated umpires, I think that Angel Hernandez might be the single-handed... He might be the... He, he might be the single reason why. I mean, he is so bad, he misses... Strike calls and ball calls all game long. Yep. I mean, it seems like he's talking to a manager every game. I mean, he is brutal. Like, how can you be, like, how can you have that much experience and be that inconsistent, though? And ha- still have a job. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. mind-blowing. It is, really. It's almost for the content. Because, like, baseball point. Twitter is essentially just missed balls and strikes for yeah, the most yeah, yeah. part. So it's like, I mean, the guy gets absolutely called all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens with Angel Hernandez to see if he's got a job next year. But he will not be umping in the World Series, which is a great call yes. by the MLB. Tony La Russa, obviously legendary manager in the MLB. We make fun of him because he's always looking like he's an abs. He's pissed off. But uh, he's going to leave the Woods, uh, the White Sox uh, indefinitely uh, due to some results and some uh, medical examinations. Obviously, sad news for the White Sox. Sad news for, I would say, MLB Hall of Famer Tony La Russa. So he won't be back any time uh, in the dugout for the White Sox. Mets closer. This guy, Diaz, has the most electric walkout I've ever seen in my entire life. The trumpet gets going. He's walking out. So they brought in a professional trumpet player with a huge speaker attached to it. And they had a live trumpet action uh, doing the tune for his walkout last night. Absolutely electric. Reminded me of Jonathan Papelbon for the Red Sox in his heydays. They had shipping up to Boston. And Fenway, I'm telling you right now, they were full on on their feet. Beers being chucked. Shipping up to Boston is just the go-to. It's got to be a go-to tune for someone's walk-up. Well, yeah, especially in a Boston market. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's classic. Just get fired up. Dropkick Murphy's, if I'm not mistaken. That's who, yeah, that's, that's right. the band. Yeah. And What uh, a band. <laughs> the Dropkick Murphy's. No, but uh, I do think the Mets closer certainly has the most electric walkout tune right now. And if you haven't seen it, make sure you go check it out. There was a live trumpet in the stands just going bananas, getting Diaz out, ready to close the game. 
Fernando Tatis mm. Jr. A little strep throat action. So he's getting ready for shoulder shoulder surgery, and uh, obviously he thought that this suspension was a prime time to get the shoulder surgery to help out with his rehab into next season. But this is going to be delayed, like Nate said, because of strep throat. I mean, this guy can't catch a break right now. This is this is becoming some Ben Simmons stuff. It is at this point. It's just one thing after another with this guy. It's a shame. Oh man, dude, he, he was the face of the league at such a young age, yeah, and now like, think back just... to like a year ago. Yep. It's just Tatis this, Tatis that, and now it's just Tatis this, Tatis that in a very negative way rather than what it was. So this is, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, but he's definitely, I, I can't even imagine how pissed off the management team is in San Diego. He's in a dark place right now. There's yeah. no question asked that uh, Tatis Jr. is really battling some uh, some demons right now. I saw even his dad came out too and was like, yeah, he's got to get it going here. Like, this is outrageous. Yeah. So. This is uh, this needs to be addressed. So hopefully he can kind of get things back on track. Uh, so Nate, let's talk a little bit about the AL and the NL and and uh, looking at the wild card races right now into the playoffs. I mean, like we said, about thirty five games left. It's really just a two horse race in the AL. I mean, you got the Blue Jays; they're two games ahead, and then the Twins and the Orioles. I mean, everyone else is pretty solidified. I mean, we could throw the Rays in there as well. So a four horse race for the three spots in the wild card in the AL. But it's a three-team fight in the NL for two spots with the Brewers, Padres, and Phillies. So we're looking at kind of seven teams right now who you should be watching, eyeing for playoff races. Everyone else is fairly solidified. Dodgers um, just hit 90 wins. Like, Yeah, insanely good season from the Dodgers. Um, DeGrom absolutely lit them up last night, though. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what these playoffs look like. The extended play, the extended playoff format. I'm excited for the playoffs, but we're gonna have to keep grinding through the marathon to see how this ends up. Yeah, we are. What is it, Julio Rodriguez? Too the ticket, twelve year, two hundred nine mil. Yeah, for the Mariners, Big. man. He was so electric. It's a yeah. good contract for that. It's too. a home run derby, man. He kind of that's kind of when I kind of recognized him coming on the scene. I knew yeah. that Mariners fans were well aware of him, but what an absolutely electric player he, he was is. Twenty one, man. Yeah, crazy. Um, but uh, Nate, that's going to conclude quarter one. We'll move out of the MLB. We'll move into the NFL and just a few announcements before we get into the NFL. If you haven't joined the Survivor Pool. It's on Run Your Pool. It's free to enter. Run Your Pool has provided some great prizes for the winners of that. It is a massive pool. We're talking 100-plus people in the Survivor Pool. So how that works is you want to pick a team that wins every week. But if you took, say, on week one, you took the Rams, or that's a bad example because they're playing the Bills. But if you took the Bucks <laughs> to win um, against Dallas, that's another terrible example because those are two really good games. But okay, Or if you take my game, the Bengals against uh, who are the Bengals playing? I'm not sure. I can't remember either. But I haven't looked at the slate. Not, it's not going to be great. Okay. It's not going to be like a blow away. So. so say you take the Bengals to beat the Houston Texans week one. Well, then you can't use the Bengals, but you move on to week two. But if you took the Bengals and Houston won, you're out. So it's a survivor pool. It's awesome to play. So yep. make sure you enter that. We're also going to be betting on every NFL spread this season, Operation 272. A lot of the OG listeners and OG DI followers are going to be familiar with that. So we're going to be doing that on Chalkboard and on Instagram as well. And then we're going to be doing a little turning 20 into 500 challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the season in the NFL betting. So that's going to be fun. You can find that all of our, on our Instagram and on our Chalkboard app. Uh, so make sure you're following along there. Nate, RB, running back on the Commanders, shot multiple times in a carjacking. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, dude. Um, this stuff is terrifying, man. Like, y- you think, like, as a professional athlete, you'd be, like, almost a little more safe for some reason. I get that. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, imagine getting shot. It's, it's shot. It's insane, man. And uh, I was reading about in Atlanta 
uh, Calvin Ridley's house, Mariah Carey's house, and another gigantic, I think, uh, the goaltender for the goalkeeper for the uh, Atlanta FC. MLS team. All of their houses were broken into. I guess there were 16 breaking enters from an Atlanta gang. Oh, man. Just insane, man. It's it's awful. Oh, my goodness, man. Anyway, they've the... The police have a had they think they've made twenty six arrests uh, in this gang related crimes and they, they found some rap songs that they were rapping about some of these targeted crimes. So anyway, I was reading a little bit into it, but it's absolutely outrageous what's going on right now with these carjackings. I mean, carjackings have taken over right now. I mean, we remember the the Mitch Marner right. situation yeah. not long ago. Man, carjacking has always just been one of those things though, where I'm just been like, what is the even the effort here? You know, like how hard is it to? You got to know some serious guys if you're stealing a car. Oh yeah, like oh, these yeah. things are tracked more than ever. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, Nate Punk God, he was making some serious headlines. Matt Ariza, um, but he was caught by the Bills. Man, he this guy could, he punted the ball like eighty plus yards. Man, he was an absolute stud coming out of college. They drafted him in like the seventh round. He's been caught due to rape allegations out of San Diego State, so doesn't look like Punt God will be in the NFL anytime soon. No, I would say not. Fairly negative news in the NFL this week. Yes, yeah. Well, there's always a few headlines that kind of shake your head when, they, certainly is. when it comes out of the NFL. But, Nate, on a positive note, we got Jalen Rager. He's been traded to the Vikings. So Jalen Rager was drafted 21st overall a few years ago ahead of Justin Jefferson. So now the Vikings end up having both of them. Jalen Rager's been awful. In Philadelphia, so he's been traded to the Vikings for some draft picks. Uh, obviously, on Monday it was the you had to solidify your 53-man roster, and so Sony Michelle was waived off the Miami Dolphins. He was quickly picked up by the Chargers' former first-round pick by the New England Patriots. I do like Sony. I don't know if he was a pers- if he's a you know a quality of a first-round pick, mm-hmm. but he can run the ball, so he'll be a nice addition to the backfield there, backing up yep. Austin Eckler. Nate, I wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson because today marks the day that his 11-game suspension locks in. What are the chances this guy can go 11 weeks without getting into any nonsense? Oh, dear God. It's got to be like a 60-40 in favor of him doing something, Yeah, you think. That's a lot of downtime, man. That is almost, what, three months? If this guy ends up at a massage parlor somewhere, there's going to be, he's going to have to go to rehab. Yeah, he can't can't go, man. You know how many people are going to be, like, just waiting? Yeah. Like, he's going to get busted. You can't go. He's not going to. I don't think. Well, I mean, man, I've seen, it's almost like when, you know what I mean? You get kind of, like, addicted to it, though. Oh, well, you clearly, know, it's like, yeah. It's like when people steal stuff, and they're, like, they're stealing, and then they just, like, get kind of hooked on it, and you always watch, like, the documentaries, and you're like, why don't you just stop? And they're just, like, so hooked on it that they just keep stealing. Yeah. I think that could very well be Deshaun Watson with massage parlors. It's, it is. Certain. He'll be back. You think he's going to be back in the mix? He could be. Wow. Anyway. It wouldn't surprise me, I'm saying, if he gets caught again. Yeah, yeah. It would be crazy, but it wouldn't really surprise me. Man, that's that's going to be interesting. But uh, we'll keep an eye on Deshaun Watson through these next 11 weeks. He won't be playing, but we'll see what he does. Uh, all right, Nate, let's preview the NFC North and the uh, NFC East right now. So the NFC North, we got the Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Lions. Interesting one here. I mean, the Packers have dominated this division for the last for, you know decade. You get the Vikings, who... Got Kirky Cousins and some weapons. Never really know. Strong defense. Great fan base. Tough building to play in. You got the Lions, who are perennial absolute dog water. And then you got the Bears, who've got a second-year quarterback in Justin Fields, and we're not really sure how they're going to look on paper. They don't look great. I mean, they've had a great preseason. 
Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going. They're going. Uh, New England Patriots 07 here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeaten. Um, who's your number one? Uh, oh, actually, let's start at the bottom. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in the Bears. <laughs> yeah, they're an easy lock, eh? I'm gonna lock in the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the Bears Lions. Those are gonna be interchangeable yeah, bottom four two. Or three. Yeah, I could see the Lions kind of. I could see the Lions three. Yeah, same. Uh, more than I could see the Bears. Okay. Yeah. So we're both agreeing that the Bears will come fourth. The Lions come third. This is when it gets interesting. Who do you like to win this division? Ah, <sighs> I know it's tough because like Aaron Rodgers, not a, not as not the weapons. No. Um. I mean, the Vikings would be cool, but the Vikings are just like so, like, it's looking so good for them. They like so to many choke. times. They love to the choke. Yeah, it's just a mess. So, yep. I mean, I'm gonna like because if it say it came down to like week 17, it's Packers versus Vikings for the title. Like, the Packers are probably gonna pull it just because it's Vikings. So, I think I'm just gonna roll with the Packers one, Vikings two, Lions three, Bears four. Okay, I think that's what I'm gonna roll with. Okay, yeah, that's that seems. That seems good. And I'll go the opposite. I'll take the Vikings win the division. The Packers come second. I, I think Aaron Rodgers can deal with all these young receivers, but I'm not sold. Like like last year, like let's think about these last few seasons. Like Aaron Rodgers fed Devontae Adams. Fed him. Just yeah. staring at him. Receptions. Like Alan Lazard, is he going to be able to do that with? I don't know. So we'll see what happens. I like the Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. And we'll move on, Nate, to the NFC East. Everybody's favorite division. Everyone's favorite division. The Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants. I mean, this division right here is just up for grabs, probably going into week 16 every season, it yeah, seems like. every season. It's it's a it's gotta be the toughest one to pick. That and what yes. the NFC West this year. Yes. That's gonna be tough. Um man, I honestly like who's your four? Like I'm going with the Giants at four. That's fair. I'm going with the Giants at four. I'm not sold on Daniel Dimes. Uh, gosh, that's so tough. I'm going with the Commanders and Giants at the bottom of that division. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm saying I'm like a little bit of bias here, but I'm putting Commanders two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but they'll probably end up three. Okay. Realistically. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm going to go Giants at the bottom. Yep. I'm going to interchange Cowboys and Commanders. There's going to be a few people listening to this just rolling. Yep. You know, some Cowboys fans, and then we'll go. You go Eagles. Uh, I'm going to get the Eagles to win yeah. the division, yeah. yeah. I think the Eagles are going to win the division depending on how Jalen Hurts plays. And then Dak Prescott obviously losing Amari Cooper, and Zeke hasn't looked as amazing the last few years. That's what I'm saying. Give me Commanders, too. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. They've got high expectations. It's going to be interesting. Uh, so I'm going to go Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. Okay, I'm going to go Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, Giants. Okay, yeah. so we both we're settling the Eagles having a decent year. Yep. Yes, we are. All right. All right. Well, Nate, that's going to conclude quarter two of the NFL. That that quarter is uh, the NFL quarter is about to absolutely heat up because yeah. next week, game one. It's damn well going to be a half a half here pretty soon. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. All right, folks, we're moving into the halftime show of of season two, episode sixty eight, and we're going to go to. Bullish or bearish? Are you mm. bullish? Are you liking or are you bearish? Not really liking. Not bullish or bearish on these uh, on these five takes. Nate, I'm gonna start things off. The live tour will last more than five years. Um, you know what? Probably no less than a month or two ago, I would have said I was bearish, but I think I'm bullish. Okay. I see a lot of stuff on social media that's just a lot different than the PGA Tour. Like, you've got Country Club adjacent there. They're asking hilarious interview questions and the thing. And it's just something you don't really get from the PGA Tour. So I feel like there might be, like, a a good string of, like, casual golf fans that might check it out more so than the PGA. And I think it's 
it might it I don't think it's going to be able to take over the PGA Tour, but I I am honestly starting to think it will be around in five years. It's going to be a two entity golf pro golf league. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think they're going to end up eventually losing guys. Um, but I think it's still going to be around for a little bit. Although five years is a really fair thinking window and it's tough, but I'm going to go with them bullish on it. Okay. I'm going to go bullish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming up. It's going to be interesting what the majors do. Uh, I know Bubba Watson came out and said, he's like, if I'm not allowed on Augusta national being a past champion, they can go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is fair, yeah. but, but uh, I don't know. All right. Are you bullish or bearish on the Broncos finishing first or second in the NFC West? Yeah, gosh, this is a good question because, the as we all know, the AFC West can be hyper-competitive. I'm, Nate, I'm going to say that I am bearish on this. I just think that the Chiefs are a much better team and the Chargers are a much better team, that those two teams will be certainly locked in ahead of where the Broncos finish. But, I mean, I could see Russ Wilson coming out having an MVP-type season, just lighting it up in Denver. I mean, this guy's such a workhorse, and he, as we know, he's such a great player. So... I'm going to say bearish at this point, but that could quickly change once I get a little tape and once I see how these guys are moving and grooving. That's the thing. Like, if I was asking you, you could probably have such a better indication after, like, week one. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So give me a couple weeks. Early speculation here. Um, Nate, are you bullish or bearish that the Yankees will make the World Series this year? Oh, man. (laughs) Another one. If you would have asked me a month ago, I would have been pretty bullish on it. Yep. I'm leaning more towards bearish here. Yeah, I mean these guys just had the worst month of their in their association's history since 1991. Yep. So I mean I don't think I needed to say association's history there since 1991, but you know I'm also not a grammar expert. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're going to man. Like they're they're struggling mightily. Like Garrett Cole looks like huh. a guy who should be in a baseball making $700 a week. And uh, I just don't think it's going to happen for them, man. Unless they like get hot here really soon, it's just uh, I just can't see it, dude. I got like I don't even know if I could. I'm going to pick them to get through like a wild card matchup. I got Garrett Cole under eight and a half strikeouts yesterday for plus one ten. <laughs> he threw four. Yeah, I mean that's a that's one the line's going to change next time. But that's yeah. a that's a good pickup. Yeah, it's a good pickup. Um, yeah, yeah I'm I pretty agree damn bearish on it. Yep. Like I just think of some of the teams in the AL too. Like like Houston's really firing on a lot of cylinders here, and I think they're like kind of they're kind of like sneaky too. And I I would take Houston before I'm going to take the Yankees at this point. I think so. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I'm bearish for sure, but we'll see what happens. Okay, Greg, are you bullish or bearish on the Bruins missing the playoffs? A lot of chatter here about this. A lot of chatter. Yeah, it's a good question here. I, I I'm going to say I'm completely bearish on this i think they're going to make the playoffs i mean you think about this and you obviously you're going to be without mcavoy and marchand for a few weeks to start the season but you bring back david krejci who i mean they had eric halla playing on that second line i mean david krejci is a much better playmaker you're going to have him with pasternak and taylor hall as your second line oh comp- yeah like if you anybody's know? going to compare halla to krejci is you know yeah right is it's so far and away dude. way better i mean and eric david halla I know, and they got rid of they got rid of Eric Hall, and they bring in another. So they're bringing in another Czech Republic young stud in Pavel Zaka, who, you know, 
is going to be. Well, it could be a good mix here, exactly. right? Like, I don't know how many. Check, check exactly. Guys. You have yeah. a little bit of like, you know, maybe he feels a little more at home. Like, yeah. I don't remember many Devils guys from Czech. No, no. I mean, they brought in Vanacek now, but yeah. I mean, they're not going to play together. No, exactly. Plus, he's a goalie. Yes. Um, man, I, I, I just think that the Bruins, like, they're going to have Hampus Lindholm. They're going to have Brandon Carlo. You're going to have Matt Grizzlick. You're going to have guys in the back end who can, you know, that are at least serviceable. Derek, Derek Forbert. Like, they're not a bad team by any means. No. They're goaltending tandem. I would say, is top five in the league, man. They got Linus Allmark, who, speaking with Drake Batherson, close friend of the show, was an absolute lunatic to play against uh, <laughs> at the World Championships. I mean, I think he had like 45 saves. He said he was an absolute brick wall. Well, and then he was got, terrific. Like, he didn't have the best year last year. No. But, like, he was terrific in Buffalo. No, exactly. I believe he almost had a winning record, and they were absolutely awful. And I would say that type of change uh, of scenery between Buffalo and Boston take a little bit of and obviously he's got a huge bro you know bromance with Jeremy Swayman who again has has been a great prospect for the Bruins and I think I think they're going to be just fine man but we'll see and and uh yeah I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs I think they've got another run in them I mean you got Bergeron coming back you got Jake DeBrusque who's all set to go I mean that third line with Craig Smith Charlie Coyle and probably Zaka Probably going to be looking good. Now you got Trent Frederick regularly on the fourth line where he belongs, and you have yep. another couple lunatics down there with him. I don't mind it, man. And yep. I just think I don't think they're a team. Like I think they're a team that's going to be better than Toronto. Really, I do. Boston. Yep. Okay. I mean, I look at their team and I look at their decors. I like Boston's decor better than I like Toronto's, and I look at their goaltending situation. <laughs> I love Boston's over Toronto's. Sure, you got yeah. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I'm not overly high on Willie Nylander, and I'm not overly high on John Tavares. See, I, I'm so high on Nylander. Yeah, but I'm not big on Tavares. I think I think I know Nylander plays a little soft, Dude, but I think he's like. I don't know. I still think he's good, but like, could you imagine him? Oh my god, wouldn't he drive you nuts on Boston? I, I he just <laughs> he, he he'd be out, man. The fans weed him out, man. You can't not go into corners and play hard, but we'll see, man. I, but- I, I can see where you're coming from there because it's like a situation where, say, in the regular season, I don't see Boston placing ahead of Toronto. Yeah. But when it comes to playoff time, I could easily see Boston. Like, Boston could win around and Toronto like, hasn't. They yeah. going to win around? Like, man, I think that, man, I think that this could really go south for Toronto. And I'm not going to, like, like you, you were really rolling the dice in between the net with, with Sim Sonoff and, and Matt Murray. And, and I'm not sure if that's going to work it's out. It's not even rolling the dice, though. It's just like, if you're looking for to roll two sixes, the best you're going to roll is like two twos here. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I mean, Matt Murray, I mean, this guy struggled. He's awful. He's struggled, you know, in, a, in such a big way. Injuries. And now the Toronto market, like one bad game. Dude, and Samsonov, man, like, trust me, this is a guy I wanted to do so well. Like, I was so high on him. And, like, yeah. this guy's just, like, he's hard to watch in the net. Like, he doesn't make your team comfortable. He's flailing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's all over the place, so. So, yeah, I mean, that division is going to be fun to preview, Nate, that Atlantic division. I think that uh, Tampa, obviously, is going to be right there. I think Florida is going to be right there. I think Toronto is going to be right there. Boston is going to be right there. And I also think, Nate, you bullish or bearish that the Sens will make it the playoffs out of the Atlantic. Yeah, see, this is one I was thinking about, actually, the other day. And, you know, I always say that when you pick up a free guys, it changes your team up. I think I'm bearish on it, honestly. Yeah. I think they're going to I think they're gonna make some positive steps forward. Yep. But I feel like just like even I look at Debrinket, like this guy scored forty in Chicago, like they still didn't even sniff. Yeah, you know it's a great ad, and then Giroux also was a great ad. I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be great, much better than they were last year. But it's just that division's so damn tough. I know. Like even if you put them up against Boston to make the playoffs, it's like, are you gonna just take a flyer on Ottawa and assume they're gonna make it over Boston, who always makes it? 
you know, you're just going to knock Boston out because this team added a few things. It pretty much goes against everything I say every time, right? So it's like, I'm going to say I'm bearish on it. Yeah, yeah. Positive steps forward, not quite yet. For sure. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you bullish or bearish on John Morant having an absolute monster season this year? Oh, I'm, I'm bullish on this, man. This guy is incredibly good. Um, such an incredible talent for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. I mean, some of the stuff he does, automatic score, great shooter of the, of the ball. Yeah, I uh, I really like uh, John Moran. I'm excited to see, see what that Memphis team can do. I mean, they really shocked the world last year. I think they were the second seed in the West and just yep. out of nowhere. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a stud. Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I like the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think John Moran's going to have a huge season. Okay. Are you bullish or bearish on the Bills to make the Super Bowl? Um, you know, it's a tough thing. You know, you got these one game playoffs, obviously, but I'm pretty bullish on it. Okay. I'm, I'm all over the boys. Like I wanted them last year. I want to see it. I am uh, Josh Allen's my guy. Yep. Love this guy. Um, huge arm, huge other things. And, yep. uh, I'm going to roll with uh, bullish on this. I want to see him in the Super Bowl. I want to see the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I want to see this absolute monstrosity go on. And that's what I'm going with. Are you bullish or bearish on Tom Brady being in the MVP chatter halfway through the season? I'm bullish on this. I mean, it's just, it's Tom Brady, unless he has a monumental collapse in his play, which I just don't see happening. I think, yeah, I mean, look at his weapons. I mean, he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones to catch the ball. They just released Tyler Johnson, the receiver that he had to work with sometimes last year. Yeah, I really, I, I think that he's got enough weapons and he's efficient enough with the football that they're going to put up points and that he's going to put up some three, four, five touchdown throwing games, a lot of yards. And I think that he's going to be right there, man, in the MVP chatter. Nate, are you bullish or bearish on LeBron James to play with his son one day? Oh, this is the most bullish thing I've ever been bullish on. Yep. This is happening. This is 100% going down. He's got his contract structured perfectly for it. It's just like it's going to happen, the, yep. especially the way the NBA works. Yep. There's no shot this doesn't happen, I don't think. No, absolutely. Barring some sort of like freak injury or something. Yep. That'd be the only way, I feel like. So I'm very bullish on that. And lastly, are you bullish or bearish on Tiger Woods winning another major Gosh, is this just going to be, this is heartbreaking. I'm bullish on it. Um, okay. I, I think that there's an opportunity for Tiger to just even watching him watch Serena. I just see that competitive fires him ice up. in the eyes. And I'm like, man, if he can get healthy again, I think he'll have a few sniffs, man. Whether it's at Augusta, which he knows so well, or the Open Championship is one I'm circling. Um, obviously, he didn't have a good showing at St. Andrews this year, but that is always a wide-open tournament. It's a shot-shaping tournament. I don't think he's going to be competitive at U.S. Opens and and uh, and um, PGA Championships. I might be wrong just due to the long rough and the length of the course. But I think Tiger Woods is going to have one more look, one more sniff in the next five years, and it's going to be must-watch TV. Yeah, I like it. It would be, it would be awesome to see. All right, Nate, that's going to conclude the halftime show. A bit of a longer halftime show this week, but we're going to move into quarter three of season two, episode 68 of the Daniel Mission Podcast. We're talking BioSteel Camp in hockey. Have you seen the stars that are out here? Oh, man, it's it everybody. It is absolutely eh? outrageous. Yeah, you, what do you got? You got Bedard's there. Bedard. That must be really cool for him. 100%. Yeah, just getting invited to this, because yeah. obviously he just signed with BioSteel probably like a few weeks ago. Yep. So that's awesome for him. It's cool seeing him on the two-on-ones with David. Yep. Um, so you got McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr, Shabbat, Batherson, Taylor Hall. 
I mean, you go down the list, Aaron Eckblad. Uh, I mean, I mean, John Tavares. I mean, you look at this list of guys that are out there. Patty Kane. It's uh, yeah, Jack Kane's Eichel. There, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know? yeah, it's just unbelievable the list of talent that is there. At, you know, at this BioSteel camp and um, just chugging BioSteel. And, and I know Andy O'Brien, Sidney Crosby's trainer, is the guy running the workouts. So like, yep. it's just like it, people are absolutely dialed in. Is Crosby team. there? No, no, not a BioSteel guy. Yeah. All right. It's interesting. I mean, it's not like they didn't offer it to him. No. No. And he's kind of an older guy. Like, he probably doesn't feel the need to have to go there. Yeah, he trains yeah. probably well enough to yes. know what he's doing coming yeah. into the season. Yeah, so. well, it's his trainer that's running it. So it's yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's like, like, I'm, I'm good, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I got three cups. Uh, I don't know if you heard yeah. of me. Um, um, I was just going to mention, too, Bedard rocking number 98. Like, this guy is just putting his number up with these absolute goats. He's got his number in between McDavid and Gretzky, and he's just ready for greatness, isn't he? Yeah, he is. 98, dude. What a number. That, yeah, that's uh, that's some serious nuts to be able to do that. But it's it funny, is. eh? Like, like all these superstars, like... You just cut. You got to go with a number that nobody has ever really worn. Like exactly. Sydney went with eighty-seven. Obviously, there was there was a lot of narrative behind that. But yes. um, but McDavid going ninety-seven. Like obviously that will be league-wide retired. I bet you eventually. And and uh, yeah, these just these mega numbers and ninety-eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, the Canadian women have lost uh, at the uh, World Hockey Championships for the first time since 2019. I mean, these these girls, these ladies went on a nice run. They were playing in the United States, and uh, we've been following that a little bit, uh, you know, closely enough to to know that they're going to be still in the mix. They, I mean, they're going to be in the medal rounds, and and uh, I'll be excited to see if they can come back and beat uh, the uh, the American women. But uh, well, did you see that game that they were? I think they were playing Japan, and the Japan goalie just had like 65 saves it was like seven nothing japan had three shots on net Ugh. it was just tough yeah tough for the goalie yeah you might have to reduce the size of the tournaments it is actually a great experience for these nations to yeah. come and and uh to work on it and to to really work on the grassroots of hockey uh but yeah that's uh, plus that, they go in they have nothing to lose no it's exactly. like hey maybe we pull an upset it would yep. be absolutely legendary for sure uh, Nate, just continuing on in the hockey world, Tage Thompson has signed a seven-year, $7.14 deal with the Buffalo Sabres, obviously coming off a monster year for Tage Thompson. That, to me, is a little heavy-hitting contract. but bit rich. A uh, little rich, for bit sure. Rich. I was thinking in that five, five, six range. Yeah, man. You know? um, but He may not even be your top-line centerman. No, he very well might not be, especially with what's about to come here. Exactly. You know, who knows who they grab this year. I know. Right? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 7-1. That's heavy. He's a big guy. Huge guy. He's a big guy. Pretty, he's, he's a shootout guy. Remember him in the World Juniors yeah, a few that's years right. ago? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it could work out really well. And, I mean, if you're Buffalo, too, your hands are kind of tied. The same thing happened with Jeff Skinner. Yeah. You know, Definitely. we had to sign him. He scores yep. 40. We got to give him nine and a half. We can't get anybody to come here. Yep. So take what you can get, I guess. And they're bringing back those nasty jerseys, which I'm fired up about. I'm so fired up, too. All I ask. Sick. All I ask is don't screw it up. Yeah. You know, keep it simple here. We don't yep. need to twist all the colors up. Do you want to just go that on the blue? No, no. They're going, the, they're the going with black. the black and the red. Oh. Yeah, they're going with the black and the red. But... It's reverse retro, I think, or it's like a throw. No, I think it's just a third jersey, so I think oh. they'll leave it how it is, which is thankful I, because I don't want them, if they do the reverse retro and say they made the, like, the black red or something, Yeah, you don't want that. I want the full-time that. Oh, dude, I know. Yeah. But, oh, it's so sick. So steezy. That's one of the best jerseys ever. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then you got to have the swords on the shoulders. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. I remember they had their thirds back in the day, the red too. The the swords? Yeah, the, just the red and the two swords. Oh. It was disgusting. I was actually watching a throwback fight of them in 07 against the Sens when they were both wagons. Oh, it man. It was the line brawl. You had Emery fighting Biron. And then, did the Sens go to the finals that year? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, they lost to Anaheim. Yeah. It was the Buffalo uh, Sens um, conference final. Wow. Absolute wagon. The series before that, too, I got to show you sometime. Uh, you got to watch Game 1, 2006. And if anybody's listening to this, watch the highlights from Game 1, 2006, Sabres, Senators. It's the best hockey game yeah, you'll ever yeah, see yeah, in yeah. your freaking life, man. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Uh, Nate, the Vegas goal, uh, Golden Knights goalie situation obviously took a uh, turn for the worse when Robert Leonard said he wasn't going to play next season. Yep. Um, what do they do? I mean, this is a team and management team that just goes bananas all in every year. I mean, are they going to have to address this? Oh man. I, I mean, you have to, this yeah. isn't going to happen. Like last year, we remember seeing it. It was like, they were trying to squeak in and like Thompson and is it still Thompson and Brassois? Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't going to work, man. No, he played, he played at the world hockey championships and lost in the gold medal game, Logan Thompson, but the team ahead of him was Dudley. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll I see what happens I there. I think you need a better option. Just finally, Nate, in the NHL, Alexander Texier. This is sad news for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was in the rehab program, yeah. and and he said he's going to stay in Europe this season. So hopefully, yeah. you know, after this year, he can come back. He isn't a good player. Um, he's a great player. I love watching him. Yeah. Shout out to Columbus too. Super understanding. Just kind of letting yep. him do his thing, and exactly. like they're you know. So that's good on them. All right, Nate, quarter four, a little basketball news. R.J. Barrett, our Canadian, signs a four-year extension uh, out of his rookie deal with the New York Knicks. He's the first rookie to sign an extension out of his rookie contract in over 20 years. Good okay. drafting, New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raptors signed Josh Jackson. Uh, nice little pickup there. He's been a depth guy for the Suns in the past. Uh, John Wall, uh, this is an interesting story, Nate. He told a story mm. about losing his mom and then a few minutes later losing his grandmother and then obviously his injuries. Like He was in a really, really dark place. So yeah. this is a guy I've got pegged for the Clippers this year to have a half-decent season. I'm excited to watch John Wall. Yeah, yeah. I always used to like old Johnny. Yeah. The old wizard's ledge. He's a legend for sure. Had a couple bad years, obviously, as you just mentioned too. And yeah, it would it'd be nice to see him have a little throwback here and come back and play get well. It back. Yeah, I'd love PG3 to see that. Man. And Kawhi. Uh, LeBron and Bronny, uh, it came out that they have, they have never discussed playing together, which is the biggest That's bullshit. Such head. a crock. Man. I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, really? I didn't know what to read into that headline. It's like, of course they have. Yeah. They've been talking about it since he was eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. it's like, I swear I've seen media coverage of it. Yeah. Like, LeBron yeah. is like, hasn't LeBron yes, talked about how cool so. it would be? Yeah. Like, but they've never spoken. Yeah. Anyway. That's a crock. Absolutely outrageous. Need Firewagon Dogwater. My Firewagon of the Week is Hideki Matsuyama announcing that he'll be staying on the PGA Tour. We have ourselves a phone call coming in. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, yes, one of Japan's greatest legends of all time. Staying on the tour. I will let you continue now that you are back at your station. I apologize about that, guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Hideki, the, the, the implications of, of, of Hideki Matsuyama apparently offered $400 million by the Live Tour is that he dominates the, the Japanese market of sports. Uh, Ichiro is obviously a massive figure, but in terms of the Western sports world, Hideki Matsuyama and uh, is it is it Osaka? Yep, Osaka and yep. Um, uh, who's the who's the other guy? Matsuyama Osaka uh, and, and Ichiro is still yeah yeah, yeah uh, that's right still yeah. a heavy figure over there. Apparently during the Olympics he still had a, a ton of ads, but uh, but that market is massive in golf and that golf in that market is massive for television rights. So 
I mean, it's a massive pull by the PGA Tour to keep Hideki Matsuyama on tour. So you're my fire wagon, Hideki. Don't chase the money. Chase the legendary status that you have the ability to to have to build on that Masters win from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, you got to love it. Yeah. Uh, my fire wagon is the Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Bringing back the goat head. Yes, sir. Well-deserved. We needed this. We need so many more throwback jerseys in the NHL. Yes. The NBA has 100 jerseys per team. Yes. Why does the NHL have two or three? I will never understand. Sell more jerseys, make more money. Absolutely. Sabres, let's rock. My uh, dog water of the week, uh, Nate, um, is a guy by the name of Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Okay. For the sole fact of the whole boxing scene and telling them, you know, how they're going to stay out of it. And I guess Jake Paul's going to be, he's trying to fight Andrew Tate right now. And anyway, I just... I, I, I just don't have a love for them. You know what? I, yeah. I get them, and I am captivated by some of the fights. I just, I think Jake pa- or Logan Paul calling out Andrew Tate for a fight is just—it's a pure money grab. I would watch it, yes, but uh, I just—I get annoyed by them sometimes, and and uh, the fame that they've gathered for themselves. Not huge fans of the characters that they are, but you sign a huge deal with the WWE, and then the week after you call him out for a huge boxing wa- uh, boxing match. I mean, he is looking to secure the bag, but just not a fan of them. So I'm just going to give him a little dog water of the week. Yeah, no, I like it. They're absolute tools, man. Yep. There's just so many things I've seen over the years. It's just like every like few months, it's like, oh, he's doing something stupid again. So yeah. I like that dog water. Uh, mine's going to be the Yankees yep. uh, and Garrett Cole. Um, just the boys. You know, you've had everything ever. You could have had a real big year and you're just falling apart. You're falling apart, man. Garrett, you're dust. Also, how is this team, like, I'm giving them dog water maybe of the decade. Like, you have, like, the highest salary count in, like, professional sports and you haven't won a World Series since 09. Yeah. Like, let's figure it out. You For can sure. do anything you want. <laughs> so, yeah, the New York Yankees, dog water. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you five-star the episode. We got lots of great content coming for you guys. We appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. We will see you later.